We all get it. Postpartum and the years after having a baby is no walk in the park. But you know what? It isn't just about depression or anxiety either. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, homesteading mama with four wild kids, whose life passion and education is all about supporting mothers and providers and understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. What we know as common sense in the postpartum years has many women feeling just plain awful. It's time to bring back the truth, get you the tools you need to heal, and thrive in motherhood and beyond. Hello, my friends. Let's talk about eating for comfort because it's the holidays, right? And the question everyone wants to know is how do I eat well during the holidays? And I'm here answering this question because I am hearing so many of my postpartum nutrition plan mamas asking this. And no matter where you are in your postpartum journey, whether you are weeks in, months, or even in years into the fourth trimester, your goal is healing. And when you have the holidays upon you, all that fried goods and the pies and the cookies and the gluten and dairy, how in the world do you heal? And I'm going to take this one step further. How do you eat out? What what about restaurants, right? What do you do when you're invited to someone's home? So because I am asked these questions so frequently, I am going to cover all of that here for you today. I will be the first to tell you that this can feel really, really hard. And you know why it's so hard to avoid these foods that are amazingly tasty and not so healthy because food is emotional. Seriously, it's one of our very first emotional attachments. As infants, our gut-brain axis sends signals from our tummy to our brain that let us know that life was either great or not so great, depending on what was in our belly. So if we were satisfied with milk, our gut and brain would make the hormones that create satisfaction and happiness. So we learn from infancy that food is good and not just any food, but sweet food, because the taste of breast milk or even formula has a very sweet taste to it. And I won't spend too much time on this topic If you want to know more, I highly recommend picking up the book Mind-Gut Connection by Dr. Emerin Mayer. He talks more about this and so many other topics, so absolutely love it. But the point I'm sharing with you today and this is that your response to food is normal. It's completely okay to love sweet foods. It is completely okay to mourn foods that you wish you could have. And it's completely normal to crave, to enjoy comfort foods, to be satisfied with something that might be, quote unquote, not so good for you. And you know what? We must also acknowledge that it goes well beyond this nice little dopamine rush too, right? Food isn't just emotional. It's also something we do when we gather with others. It's a bonding tool. It brings people closer together. It's a major part of community. And we can just take a minute to breathe into that knowing that there is almost never enough community and postpartum. There are a few studies that are finally looking at the real benefit of the Mediterranean diet. This diet has been one of the most studied diets in the world. 
It's full of healthy oils and fish and vegetables and even red wine. And it's noted for its ability to lower heart disease and diabetes and so many other common, not normal symptoms that we generally see in more Western diets. But what they are discovering is that the benefits may not all be in just the food, that there is also this emotional component to gathering people, the the laughter, the ease, the joy, and happy emotions that surround the Mediterranean diet. It's not just the diet, but what and how people feel when they are eating. So to be eating food in the state of mind may prove to have more benefits than just simply eating healthy food. It makes sense that if we are eating out with our loved ones, if we are enjoying the holidays with people we care about, that we would want to engage in the act of eating the same foods because that's the thing that can, that's connecting us. It's bringing us together. And to not engage in that feels, well, as if we're not a part of that love and joy and community. Something many of us are in desperate need of more in the postpartum years. So take into consideration and truly know that the decisions you feel faced with may feel hard and complicated because they go deeper than just the surface level of food. So let's bring this conversation back to what you do when you eat out or when you are enjoying the holidays with family. The first thing to note is that no matter what, you absolutely want to avoid anything and everything that will cause you inflammation. If you're allergic, have a sensitivity, or you're avoiding gluten and dairy for their inflammatory processes and properties, don't don't set yourself back on that in the least bit. Whatever it is, it won't be worth it. But from there, it's almost fair game. When I go out to eat, I'm going to do my best to stick with foods that I know are quote unquote healthy for me, right? Because my what's healthy for me may not be healthy for you based on your body and your particular needs. I ask about the soup of the day. I may eat a small steak with a baked potato and a big helping of steamed veggies. I love, love tacos, beans, and rice. Sometimes a gluten-free burger or even fried chicken, right? Yes, please. And you know what? Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine with that too. I'm also not afraid to let people know that I have food allergies. So when I'm invited to eat with someone, I let them know that I'm allergic to coconut. I also tell them not to design a dinner around me. Just let me know what they'll be making and I'll show up with something as similar as possible. Usually one of two things happen here. The person inviting me is sighing in relief that they don't have to cook and potentially poison me, quote unquote. I've had so many friends be fearful of that. And their stress level is taken off the table because really my food is my responsibility. I don't ever expect other people to understand and know about my needs and I have to take care of me, right? The other thing that could happen is the person completely gets it and is like, oh no, I got you. My daughter, my brother-in-law, my niece has food allergies and I know exactly how to cook for you. And this is the most common response because food allergies 
and food needs are really, really common today. Hey mama, is this episode resonating with you? We certainly hope so. If you are loving what you're hearing, please take a quick second to leave a review for this podcast. It truly means the world to me and my team. Thanks. So really, I don't give myself a lot of restrictions. I allow myself to enjoy things I normally don't get to do. I eat really healthy whole meals and rarely ever eat out. So when I do, I give myself lots of extra wiggle room to enjoy and indulge in whatever feels great in the moment keeping in mind how I may feel in the morning. It's all about balance, right? Listening into my body and practicing body respect. I want to go back to the way we feel about certain foods because this is really important to note as well. If you are out and then you are enjoying some food with friends or loved ones and you're, you're eating foods that you feel are really bad for you, what message is that sending through your body in relationship to your food? Or if you are really feeling all sulky because you can't engage in the other food options and eat something that feels less appealing to you, is that really going to be good for your body? So the jury is still out in terms of science on these questions, but what we do know is that how we feel about food does change our ability to digest. And we also know that your stomach has more nerve cells than your brain, which is why so many of us run to comfort foods in times of stress, right? This is, this is the programming that happened at infancy. It's also why food has the ability to calm our emotions more completely than any breathing technique will ever do. And here's an amazing example for you. If you're like me, eating a chocolate caramel brownie for dessert sounds positively divine, especially after a really long day with the kids, right? Have you ever felt so amazingly good after eating one of those? I certainly have, but I also have felt terrible after eating one too. So what's the difference? We aren't just eating to replenish our nutrient stores, to get more energy and to heal our body from creating and sustaining the life of adorable little humans. We are also eating for comfort. And we, we covered this, food is emotional. We need comfort foods to feel well comforted, right? You may adore these late night snacks because they give you positive feelings. And that chocolate caramel brownie feels so right because it feels so good in your mouth and it sends out those feel-good hormones in your body to tell you so much so, right? Just speaking it, it gets my mouth watering, right? But later, many experience the after effects, the tummy issues, the inability to sleep, and even crankiness from the sugar crashing in your system. And oftentimes you are simultaneously feeling guilt and shame for indulging in a sweet. Maybe you feel like you've just ruined everything, that you have no self-control, that you're just worthless. Just take a deep breath here, right? It is really the food that is doing it to us or is it our emotional response to the food that is causing the symptoms that don't feel good? So here's what I recommend. 
Before you pick up that brownie or any other food while you're sitting at the table with your friends and your family, especially during this holiday, ask your soul, okay, not your body. Um, Don't ask your body, which is often out of sorts because we're in this healing process. And some of us are operating from this trauma state, especially for those of us who've had experience with sexual abuse, who've had any sort of abuse, who've had trauma in pregnancy or whatever the case may be. Trusting our body can be really hard. And I know that as a fact because of my own experiences. So I don't ask my body. I ask my soul, what is it that I seek from this food? Listen in. What does she tell you? What are you needing? Are you needing comfort? Are you needing connection? Are you needing protein? And how can you get those needs met first? Then go back to the brownie after those needs are met or the wine or the enchiladas or whatever holiday food that sounds so good and so tasty to you and ask your soul if that's still something you want. And when you say yes to it, eat it while loving and savoring every single bite, no guilt, no shame, let it melt in your mouth, feel its warmth and love and be conscious in the moment so that you can hear when your body has had enough, right? So that you're not gobbling it down, going in for seconds, and then wondering where it all went because you never tasted a bite, right? This is how you use food to support your emotions and your body at the same time. This is how you use food as an amazing tool to help you even during the holidays, even when you are healing. So that's my best recommendations for you. When you are out and enjoying yourself and having fun, allow yourself to enjoy the process. Allow yourself to have those feel good emotions. Don't set yourself up for failure by experiencing and giving yourself guilt and shame for quote unquote, not eating the right foods. You're not going to set yourself back. And absolutely, you might be setting yourself forward because we need that connection, especially to community, especially to laughter, especially to this human, human connection that all of us so desperately need in the postpartum period. So enjoy your foods and have fun this holiday season. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to learn about how to support your body in deep healing. We don't do this work just for us or for you. Your healing impacts your children, your relationships, and your community. We do this work because the health and vibrancy of our world begins with its mothers. I hope you have taken some valuable information today and applied it to your own life. If you aren't sure where to begin, reach out about working together one-on-one or at minimum learning about my postpartum nutrition plan, which is where I start every single one of my clients. And you can do that by going to mirandabauer.com. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know by leaving a review and we will see you next time.